We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my dear one, my darling, you beautiful soul. How are you today? I'm so thrilled and honored to be connecting with you. So I'm going to ask you a question that you probably don't have an answer to. How old do you think your soul is? Well, you know, we're all infinite in our age because we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So what do I mean when I ask you the question, how old is your soul? Well, some people seem to be more youthful in their soul age. There are old souls on planet Earth. While some people seem to be caught up in the world of ego, others seem to be drawn towards the world of the soul. Some people pursue fame, titles, money, properties, accomplishments, and proving things to others. Other kinds of people tirelessly seek truth, wisdom, love, and freedom beyond the material plane. I love this quote from Carl Jung. Your vision will become clear only when you can look inside your own heart. Who looks outside dreams. Who looks inside awakens. We do live on a planet of illusion, albeit a very persistent one. And many people are very intrigued and drawn to the out there. As young souls, that's what we tend to do. What can we do? What can we prove? What can we accomplish? And sometimes we get a little weary, and that's when we decide we want to turn inward. I know for sure this was the case for me. Years ago, I was struggling intensely, and I went to a healer. And he said to me, Tammy, you know, people will look at you sometimes and think, oh, it's easy for her. She's got it made. What they don't know is the age of your soul and what you're here to accomplish. And I'm like, and what would that be? (laughs) He said, you're going for your master's degree. And I was scratching my head a little bit. What does this mean? He said, younger souls come in and make messes. And perhaps it can be fun for a while. But then we have to come back and clean up our messes. Consider what it's like to go to kindergarten. You get to play. You get to make messes. You get to learn the rules of the game of being human. And then eventually we end up in first grade and third grade and sixth grade and junior high and high school. And I don't know about you, but I sure did enjoy kindergarten a lot more than I did high school. So I was trying to grow my soul. And it seems once we get to a certain place in the evolution of our soul self, we can't really go back. It sure would have been appealing to go back to kindergarten, but it's just not where I was. So I had a choice as I was struggling intensely with my beingness to either keep going or hold myself back. I'm grateful that I had the courage to dig deep, to turn more inward rather than trying to do, get, prove, accomplish outside of myself, which was no longer holding any meaning or any satisfaction. And I wasn't really even good at it anymore. It was time to turn inward and ask the bigger questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And how can I make the most of this experience before I go back home? I thought for a while, I want to tap out. This is not my home. I know this is an illusion and I want to go home. 
But what someone told me was that you take your problems with you and you're just going to have to come back and do it again. It's far better to take responsibility for exactly where you are and who you are. I finally got on board with that program and said, yes. I invited God in. I surrendered myself completely. And I said, I have no idea who I am, where you want me to go and how you want me to roll. But I believe you do. And I'm going to relax. and I'm going to trust the process and do my best to try to enjoy the journey. This was a significant transition, transformation, and important invitation and intention. Because we do live on this planet of free will and choice. And we can do it on our own, which is something young souls try to do. Or we can invite the universe to partner with us. And that did usher me in a radically different direction. And to a life that brings more fulfillment, more meaning, deeper awareness, and greater clarity. And this for me was my graduation from being a younger soul to an older soul in this lifetime. It was challenging, yes, but I was met with support and miracles and grace as I opened my mind and heart to that really important intention and invitation. So I'd imagine if you're hanging out with me, you must be an older soul because a younger soul would be too busy out gallivanting and doing improving and perhaps enjoying the journey and perhaps fighting with the out there. So I'm grateful for you, your energy, and for you traveling with me onward and upward together. So once we become an older soul, we have an understanding, we come into the awareness that life is not about a meaningless punishment of existence, but rather a meaningful learning experience that points to deeper purpose. We start to shift from the perspective of being a victim and life is not fair to a life of being more empowered, understanding that challenges are actually lessons that can be transformed into blessings. So a spiritual person who is wise beyond their years, an old soul, tends to be someone who is more emotionally stable, someone who's more clear. Perhaps because we've, we've been around the block a lot. We've had more incarnations or past lives. We've been acquired certain knowledge and then we apply it to our present life. And then we ascend. I don't know if you're familiar with David Hawkins' work, Power Versus Force. He talks about the evolution of our consciousness and our vibration. And it seems to me the more we come back, the more we learn, the higher we can go in our vibration and consciousness to where eventually we get to the place of graduating. I don't know about you, but I'm getting close to the point and intention that I'd like to be done with this particular ride. Although I am having a lot of fun and perhaps it wouldn't be so bad coming back again. And I remember reading this from one of um, uh, spiritual teachers, masters, a book that I was reading. They said, you know, you're getting close to the end when you're going, yeah, I could come back and do this again. <laughs> this is kind of fun. 
So I want to talk a little bit about some different qualities um, of younger souls versus older souls. So, you know, there's some different points of view and different perspectives about how many soul ages there are. Today, I'm going to talk about five primary soul ages. There's infant souls, there's baby souls, there's young souls, there's adult souls, and there's old souls. So I'm just going to give you a few qualities and characteristics of each of these categories, and then you can see if it makes sense to you, if it resonates for you, and where you think you might be in regards to the age of your soul. So baby souls, they really want a sense of belonging. They want to understand. They want to be, um, they want to play by the rules. Maybe experience that sense of belonging. And they're looking outside of themselves to get that sense of importance, that value. And then maybe also trying to flex their muscles a little bit in regards to um, their own power. So the next category is young souls. And now they're wanting to be a little bit more independent. They want to explore free will and personal achievement. Perhaps they're a bit competitive. They're looking for material gain. Perhaps they're a little bit self-centered. Maybe they're narcissistic. Um, they want to, again, flex that muscle. It's sort of like if you think of a a two-year-old, where it's always no, or mine, or me. It can be a little bit like that. And I've certainly experienced some relationships with these types of souls, probably because I was still working on graduating and transcending within myself. So, um, of course, relationships are reflections of where we are. So I can look back and see chapters of my life where I definitely participated in those kinds of dances and then fortunately, gratefully graduated. So now we go into the adult souls. So the primary focus of an adult soul is harmony. And the lessons that we are learning is interdependence rather than independence or dependence. It's self-awareness, perhaps getting in touch with the feelings of others, empathy, sensitivity, maybe become a little, becoming a little bit more inquisitive, a little bit more caring. As we shift into becoming an adult soul, we want peace. We want to focus more on our inner reality. This is where we shift from the outer, being obsessed with the outer, to maybe going more inward. Perhaps they're a little bit um, sensitive, introverted, maybe creative. I can definitely relate to this chapter, even in this lifetime. And there can be overlaps. Perhaps somebody comes in as an old soul, but perhaps they're shifting through like we're taking um, a little bit refresher courses, review courses, maybe um, as we evolve into the higher realms. I know that was certainly the case for me, and maybe you can relate to that as well. So now we um, go into some of the qualities of old souls. The primary focus of an old soul is spiritual fulfillment. Some of the characteristics can be the desire to spend more time alone, 
maybe solitary, a little bit uh, seeking autonomy, really searching and um, finding wisdom, wisdom teachers inside those themselves and outside of themselves. So old souls tend to be at the end of their reincarnation cycle. They've experienced a lot of different types of experiences in their lifetimes and have a very good set of understanding and knowledge of relationships, of society, of this particular world, this planet of free will and choice, and can see the big picture, can see all sides. Old souls tend to be peaceful, relaxed, and they radiate a depth of calmness and the understanding that there's a lot of different things going on. They tend to be less emotional and reside more in the place of equanimity. They can be um, witnessing the insanity of the world without being rattled by it. It's like what Jesus had suggested for us to consider that wisdom be in the world, but not of it. And of course, some of the old souls that we many of us are familiar with is the Dalai Lama or Mother Teresa. So something I believe and understand is understanding your soul age can help you align with your particular soul's mission. I know this has been true for me. I've gone from wanting a very outward oriented look at me life and finding that to be very actually painful and unfulfilling to turning more inward and upward and choosing to live a more peaceful and aligned, harmonious and a life of equanimity. You know, at one point I was meditating and I was saying, God, I want to go out there and I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to help and I want to uplift and I want to serve and I, and I want to, you know, I want to be a big, bold, bright light in the world. And he, what I heard so clearly was, why do you need all eyes on you? I see you. That was really, um, I think, my graduation from going to maybe an adult soul to an old soul. It's like one quiet, bright light can shift the world in ways that somebody who's out there loud and being boisterous and fighting and doing and proving it's far more effective to be this quiet, bright light than the out there and the doingness. When we identify more with the beingness, when we're settled into that place of love within, we clear our own personal hurts, our own personal heartbreaks. We can start to radiate a warmth, kindness, peace, and love. And this is what David Hawkins talks about as we transcend to the higher levels of peace and enlightenment. One quiet, bright light in the world can counterbalance millions of people, millions of souls that are still struggling in the denser forms of ego and proving and doing this. It's far more effective to reside in that place of joy, bliss, and beingness. And so I've decided that's what I want to do. You know, you've probably heard how 
things can shift radically when someone who is um, a high vibrational enlightened person walks into a room. I think I've talked about this before, where maybe there's a lot of people, maybe it's a party, and then someone like a Dalai Lama or a Mother Teresa walks into the room and without saying anything, everything shifts. Everything becomes more harmonious, more peaceful, more grace-filled. That bright light walks in and even though others may not be aware, on some level they are because we are all connected. So though they may not be consciously aware, their subconscious minds are and their souls are. And it's such a powerful palpable energy. And I remember reading this years ago thinking, that's what I want to do when I grow up. To be this quiet, bright light and to bring a sense of peace and harmony, love and joy just by my um, presence, not because um, loudly exclaiming anything or proving anything or doing anything. And I found as I've settled more into this way of being, I've gotten some really lovely feedback. And I think this can be true for all of us. We have to set our intentions and take responsibility for our inner reality. And then often what happens is the mirror of our outer reality, our lives tend to give us that feedback, that, that reflection that we are indeed incredibly powerful, powerful beyond measure. So um, I've had a couple of friends say that to me. It's like, you know, Tammy, when you when you come to these events, it seems like everybody steps up their game and becomes their best selves. And I was like, really? Can you tell me more? Because <laughs> I have no idea what's going on when I'm not in a in a situation. I only know what it's like when I am there. And um, they said, yeah, there can be a little bit of like bickering or there's something competitive going on with people. And you show up and everybody just starts smiling and it becomes very friendly. And I don't know if it's true or not, but it made me smile really big because it was like a God wink. It was like, yeah, Tammy, you're on the right path and heading the right direction. And I know I've said this a lot, but I just love it so much. Coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. And I used to think when I would see coincidence, I would think, wow, that's really weird. Oh, that's so strange. And now I think that's so wonderful. That's so lovely. That's so amazing because I do indeed know it is God saying, yeah, you're on the right path and heading in the right direction. You are seen. You are adored. You are loved. You are appreciated. And I think that's true for every one of us. If we can just open our minds and hearts to um, this possibility and then this awareness. And it did have to start with a cracking open of the mind. And then it eventually kind of started to seep in and soak in. And then, and now I feel like it's imbued into the very core of my beingness. So if I were to give you a message today, it is this. You are loved, you are seen, you are adored, you are supported, you are appreciated. And it doesn't matter how old your soul is where every single one of us loved beyond measure. The baby is loved as much as the kindergartner is loved as much as the junior high student is loved as much as the master's degree student is loved, loved as much as the PhD student. 
But I do believe the higher we go in our consciousness and awareness, we accept, know, believe, and live the fact that we are indeed a divine, exquisite, important aspect of God. Every single one of us is. It's just that some people know, older souls know this in a way that maybe younger souls haven't um, been able to comprehend yet. But you know what? We're all heading that direction because we're all going home. And I think there's only one place to go. We can take circuitous routes and journeys, but eventually there's only one place to go. And that's back to God because that's all there is. We came from God. We came from love. And then descended down into physical beingness to explore, to create, to experience, and then eventually morph back into the oneness and our spiritual being, beingness, which is our divine nature, which is the sea and ocean of love. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. We participated, we said yes to participating in this reality of duality for a while to learn, to grow, to expand, and then to go back into consciousness where we can really appreciate the love that we are. My hope and desire is that you are appreciating the love that you are here and now while still on this side of the veil so that you can experience more heaven on earth days. So you can enjoy being the divine that you are. So I appreciate so much that you are on this path and journey with me. I'm so loving the adventure of being human and remembering the truest truth that we are all God and we are all walking each other home. So I would love to hear from you. I know we are energetically connected and I would love to hear your words. If you would love um, to connect with me, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can go to my website. You can write to me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com. Just let me know what you're thinking. Has this brought up some thoughts for you? How are you feeling? How old is your soul? And are you enjoying the journey? So please know you are in my heart my meditations, my prayers. I'm so abundantly blessed and grateful for your magical presence in my life. And I hope that uh, I'm bringing something to yours that brings you joy. So God bless you. Take good, gentle, loving care of yourself. And let's continue to journey onward and upward into that place of grace, ease, and ever-expanding love together. God bless you. Bye for now. 